if you put in the work to where your heart's at and where you want to go in life, nobody could stop you. Young and Indigenous Podcast is an outlet for people to know about Indigenous knowledge, storytelling, and history. Through our youthful journeys as Indigenous people, young people and elders share their experiences with us. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. About to tell some red stories. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yay, podcast! Young and indigenous? Yeah. Can you say it? Young? Young. And? And? Indigenous? Indigenous. We're just going to start out with um, just telling me who you are and where you're from. Hey, I'm Jason LeClaire. My family given name is Sienum. I'm from the Lummi Nation and Nooksack tribes. Do you want to tell me a little bit about? Your story of how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So um, I've been doing Northwest art for over 30 years. Um, Out of those 30 years, I was in active addiction. And so what I did for those 16 years, what my life revolved around, was creating designs that were 11 by 17 and literally scraping up change to hitchhike into town and make prints and walk door to door selling them. But after I got clean and sober in April of 2019, after I let my mind heal for a little while, then bigger opportunities started coming at me. Daryl Hilaire from Children of the Setting Sun Productions was really paramount in, you know, the success. You know, you have that person that believes in you and pushes you farther than your own expectations. That's what Daryl is to me. So me doing murals, you know, I, I, when I was going to Lummi High School as a young teenager, as soon as you walked into that old trailer, that old modular over on Quiner Road, the first thing you saw was murals on both sides. And, um, you know, I got to help out a little bit with that. But the very first mural I did by myself was for Daryl Hilaire, and it was at the Children of the Sittingson Productions office, which used to be located on Ellis Street here in Bellingham. And it was uh, the Guardians of Our People, so it was Eagle Spirits protecting the Clackamish people. Um, and then after that, in 2021, July, I did a One from the Hearts mural in Ferndale at Pioneer Park. But my breakthrough piece was actually right after that. I started in September of 2021 with another artist named Gretchen Leggett. She's a well-known muralist out of Bellingham. We did the Salmon Run mural on North Forest Street. It's 750 feet long and the peak of it's 14 feet high. And it was created in uh, with spray paint. We couldn't project anything on there. It was just like a grid process. 
but the coverage that I got from there, from King Five News, from the Bellingham Herald, from the Cascadia, you know, from Wacom Talk, has really spread my name out in the community. So um, I know I've done well over <clears throat> 15 murals in within the community over the last two years. I think it's probably closer to 20. So uh, with the support of, you know, Daryl and Children of the Setting Sun Productions and, and also, you know, the Bellingham Public Schools District and Allied Arts, I'm able to do these meaningful installations and and teach something that wasn't taught to us in school, you know. It's one thing to teach Northwest art in schools. It's another to teach the art that's from here, Coast Salish art, you know. And I feel like I've found my place in the community. It feels really cool. <laughs> Sam Kagey from the Lummi Nation asked me to finish his story poll, something that he started about six years ago. He got really sick during COVID in 2020, wasn't able to finish it, so he asked me if I would be willing to bring it across the finish line for him. So that's been a huge learning process. Yeah, it's amazing. But one thing I didn't bring up about how I got where I'm at is um, I never say no to things. And I'm not scared to talk to people. Even in my years of, you know, being in addiction and stuff, I still had a really strong work ethic and I still walked door to door selling prints and stuff. But being able, being willing to challenge myself and not being scared of the outcome has been a huge part of my success lately too. It's just trusting that the creator is not going to give me more than I can handle. That's really awesome. It's really cool to see where you got today. How does it like make you feel to be able to do the things that um, you dreamed about doing that you're doing now? It's pretty mind-blowing. Um, and I say this because it reminds me to be grateful and thankful of where I'm at, but it's pretty mind-blowing. You know, everything I've dreamed of in my life and, and then some, you know, in my younger years... You know, I thought about being a Coast Salish art teacher. And uh, my dream when I was younger was just to do prints and circulate them through the Northwest and through the world. But um, now I have a different... uh, It's just just different. That's all I could really say is um, I'm amazed. I'm blown away. And uh, surprises and blessings keep coming to me. And uh, every time an opportunity comes towards me, I know that the creator knows I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It does get a little nerve-wracking sometimes because my, work, my workload gets pretty, pretty crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to remember first and foremost where I came from and uh, remember that I have so much to be grateful for, you know, because it's it's one thing to be an artist, it's another to be, you know, to be able to, to handle life as it comes at me. Always look at the cup half full and be grateful that uh, so many people in the community trust me with honoring our Coast Salish ancestors by putting up a mural or teaching their kids. 
Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's really awesome. see that all of your art is around in our community how does like how does that make you feel and makes me feel really happy and excited you know the salmon run mural over on north forest street or the banners that i did with the board with free and raven borsi down at waypoint park and the indigiversal mural collective we did down at that same area but down by the, along the sidewalk there and then um, the Bellingham Public Library, you know, that ginormous one I did at Pioneer Park, the uh, Salish Visions one. You know, driving through town, sometimes I might be having a bad day for whatever reason, you know. And then I drive by a piece of my art and I'm like, so happy, you know, because uh, when I was younger, there was almost no Coast Salish representation whatsoever. Like, if. You were to go to like Vancouver or Seattle, like in the 90s, there was a huge indigenous presence. As soon as you got off a plane or a bus, there was, you know, huge car- carvings all over the place and huge murals. But then you come to places like Whatcom County and Skagit County, it was almost non existent. So to be in a time where, um, where people, are liking what they see and wanting more of it. I just feel, I, I feel like I'm contributing so huge, not just to the community, but to the Lummi Nation, to the youth of Lummi Nation, Nooksack, and also people who are still suffering an addiction that, you know, do, if you do, if you put in the work to where your heart's at and where you want to go in life, nobody could stop you. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, you know, you make at least one step towards your goal in life and trust, trust that the creator is going to give us exactly what we need. It happens faster than we think. It's cool to see where you are today and to think about like when you're, did you ever think like when you're in active addiction, would you be sitting in the spot that you are today? No, absolutely not. Um, When I was in active addiction, I was just surviving. So every every thought was um, geared towards I need to make money, I need to stay well. Um, Art-wise, you know, I would often look up in the sky, you know, I'd be walking at night or in the heat or in the weather. I'd often look up and, and think, is this, is this, exi- this going to be my existence for the rest of my life? When I quit using in April of 2019, I didn't do art for like a year at least. And I was scared that I lost it, you know. So um, when I was still in my active using, I never, never imagined being in 
the community, let alone teaching and doing murals and talking in front of massive people. It's pretty inspiring to, you know, remember where I came from to see where I'm at now. It's like a ton of growth in a short amount of time, you know. Because when when you're in active addiction, things are so sad. When I was in addiction, I was trapped in my own little cave. And I was ashamed. I felt guilty. You know, um, because in our culture, we're not brought up to be like that. You know, and it's like the longer you stay away from the people, the more and more. It just sucks you in further, further, and further, you know. But I'm really thankful that I had the power, the power of, you know, our ancestors to to pull me out of that way of life and pull me to safety and make my life so meaningful now. I totally agree. I mean, it's crazy to think about how, like, when we're in such a colonized mindset, we feel like we're in a place where we can't go and be with our people and you found the way out for that to not you know be in that place and to be able to continue to do your art and you know to how it makes you feel better and you know it makes other people around you feel better and you know so many people are like so like in awe of you for your work that you do so I think it's really it's really amazing and it's really great and I I can't be any more but thankful that you're able to get out of that way of life and not to feel so stuck like others do. You know, you've seen me at my worst, you know, up on um, up on the family homestead there. And yeah, it's pretty cool to see to see you on the other side of things too, you know what I mean? To you know, cuz oftentimes I would see our relatives like yourself who didn't engage in that negative lifestyle. I mean, you had to live with it, but you didn't, you know, jump into it yourself, you know what I mean? And I would often feel like, man, I don't want to be up here contributing to this, you know, because it's such sacred land that all those homes are located on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But to be a part of the Children of the Setting Sun production and, you know, to be a part of that big family and um, to hear your your guys' views on, it's so meaningful to me. Oftentimes... when I was in active addiction, you don't think anybody's really paying attention, but they are, big time. Hearing you and Free and Raven share your story about the struggles that you went through, you know, being young and uh, seeing you in these positions where you're being empowered, you know, and you speak your truths, that's such an... uh, that's such an awesome thing that kids get to look up to, you know what I mean? To have healthy role models and stuff. But to have that support from you guys through too throughout my art career, because I can remember 
uh, free buying prints off me. I was standing at the mini mart. It must have been about six months before I got clients over. It was like fall time. He sent me a message on Facebook or something. He's like, hey, I, the holidays are coming up. I don't have much money. And I was like, well, I've been standing in the rain here at the mini mart if you want to come see me, you know. <laughs> and so, um, you know, being able to collaborate with him and also see the art that him and Raven create, too, is pretty awesome stuff, man. I mean, I've always been an artist since I was a little kid, but in American culture or American, you know, American whatever, however you say it, we tend to doubt ourselves, you know, like when you're in school, right? And, you know, they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, right? Mm -hmm. And the first thing they say to you after you tell them is, okay, what if that doesn't work out? Yeah. Instead of saying, all right, that's awesome. Here's the steps you should take to get there. Mm -hmm. It's uh, putting, putting doubt in our minds from a young age, you know what I mean? But, yeah, just to be in an elevated state from from our people from the spirit and from you know the community here in bellingham it's just it's so heartwarming i'm so uh blessed and and thankful to be where i'm at in life and it's it is through a lot of hard work but it's also a lot of uh, trust and support from the community too that's getting me where I'm at. So I hope that other artists that are from Nooksack and Lummi or neighboring, you know, nations, I hope we see a bigger presence of artists put their stuff out there because it's not just about me. It's about, you know, how can I share my story to help people, right? Yeah, so, so other communities like down in Skagit County, you know, rural areas, artists can let their presence be known there too. Yeah, it's important. <clears throat> it's important in honoring where we're at because we're, we were made for this land. And you just imagine the amount of ancestors we have from the beginning of time. Like we've been here. Yeah. It's mind-blowing to think about, you know what I mean? And so those are all the people that we're honoring, you know, when we carry on like we are. It's also letting the younger generations know that you should be proud to be Clackamish or Coast Salish, you know. Be proud that we have our slang and still our way of life, you know. Yeah. Oh. I totally agree. I remember, like, when I first started working here, I was like, I can't wait to see, like, all indigenous arts that's going to surround this place. And, like, yeah. You started to do that, and I think it's really, it's really cool because it's just like, we go to other places and it's just filled with you know, in, like you said, indigenous presence and to you know, I didn't really know know knew that we like, been here you know like since time immemorial until like I got into college and then I didn't you know it, like, after I started learning from stuff from there it really made sense to why what like Lummi Nation School was doing or like before my grandparents passed away what they're trying to instill in us because they're always trying to like go get us to do things or like have us be in dance groups or just like my grandpa telling us stories and it just didn't really impact my mind then but then it just like 
it all came to me after it made a lot of sense. So I was like, oh, this is why they want us to do these things and why it's so important because we've been here, you know, for a really long time. You know, a lot of that was almost lost to the point where, you know, we were almost extinct. And it's just kind of like, it's really mind-blowing to think about that and to think, like, we made it through the struggles and hard times and the traumas and, you know, and we're still here today. And for mm -hmm. us to be that inspiration and that impact for other people I think it's like I think it's really amazing and I think it's really cool that we get to do those things and yeah and I also really liked how you said because sometimes I really have it hard in my mind and like you said we have that doubt in ourselves where sometimes I'm like I don't like to like use my story as like a negative impact but it's just like something that I went through and it's my story as well and yeah. it's just like like I don't, I really, really feel like in my mind that I haven't, not that I haven't been through a lot of things, but it's just like a lot of the things that I have seen, you know, a lot of other people that I talk to or been with are like, I've never, I don't even know what that is or, you know, even just like the smell of things, like when we talk about drugs and stuff, they're like, I don't even know what that smells like or yeah. like my <clears throat> different partners throughout <clears throat> my life, they're just like, wow, I didn't even know that you went through all these things and I cannot imagine ever for myself to go through something like that so yeah to even be in the environment to you know to uh to know you know when you're at home with your family member right they wake up and they're okay mm -hmm. they drink their cup of coffee they talk to you for a little while and then their patience runs out or their body's telling them like hey we're about to get sick right now. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, I'm going to take off for a little while. And then you know exactly what's going on. You know, to be in that environment and, you know, at an elevated state of awareness, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a one of a kind experience that a lot of people are experiencing now. You know, um, fentanyl and, these new chemicals that are being introduced into native country is just ripping people up mm -hmm. and uh you know you sharing your story it is to me it's a big deal because it could help somebody for you being as young as you are and uh sharing your story for that documentary that's awesome for you and your family, you know, it's, um, but that's also part of healing too, mm -hmm. you know, as, uh, being open about things and it doesn't make us any lesser of a person. If anything, I think that more, I think that the more of us who've faced adversity in our life, we sometimes have a better chance at things yeah. because we see, we see things a little different doesn't mean we're more, doesn't mean we're anything less. It just means that we navigate our way through life different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Having tools to be able, I mean, even recognizing your surroundings, that's huge. Yeah. We have so many distractions, you know, these phones, <laughs> iPad, these devices, you know what I mean? And um, But to be alert of your surroundings and you know, to fully see what our people need is, uh, 
something that could really be used right now too. Yeah. Yeah, for all of us, you know, for all of our family members who are struggling. I actually have a nephew I want to talk about real quick. So it, his name is Callan So. Uh, so his mother was my late sister, um, Helena, and uh, his dad is Sam So. So he's he's an awesome artist. I saw a design that he did for my nephew Ambrose. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty awesome to see that <laughs> next generation coming out. I'm like, whoa. He's, oh, I know. He's got a head start big time, you know. So I'm pretty excited to see the things that the next generation are going to come up with because there's going to be more technology available to them yeah. and not so hard to learn, mm -mm. you know. Yeah, I'm pretty blown away by that. I totally agree. It's cool to, like, because, like, you know, as each generation comes, we're always impacted by the traumas from before. So to see, to be able to see these next generations coming up, it's, like, it's really cool because they get to fully thrive in our culture like we did before. And mm -hmm. it's just, like, we're doing the things that our ancestors wanted us to do and it's like it's really amazing to see all these younger ones come up and being able to get to do all those things and not be afraid of it like you know our grandparents our great grandparents were you know because in their generation you know if they did anything that had to do with our culture they could get shot on sight or like get beat up or whatever it was but it just like or be imprisoned yeah being imprisoned for just being who you are and it like that really like makes my mind blown because I like when I read stuff or like do homework and stuff about like being back in the day I'm just kind of like what the heck like how's that how like it just doesn't make sense of my mind that we got killed on site for just being who we are what we were born to be you know doesn't it make you think too our, our ways were literally taken underground so that the sounds of our ceremonies wouldn't carry it wouldn't be infiltrated, you know. Thinking of how creative our ancestors were um, to protect that, mm -hmm. and thank and thankful that that connection is still there. I think of things like that all the time too. I think of like, what was it like around here before all these buildings were here? What was it like when Europeans showed up here? Mm -hmm. And when did things turn bad with that? Yeah. You know, because uh, Europeans have been around here for a long, long time. But um, you start looking at the history of assimilation, right? Mm -hmm. And how hard that must have been for some of our people who are around still to this day to be yanked away from our people and completely assimilated to a point where there's no interest to learn the ways because one they're scared the that uh, that feeling of anxiety is still there because of the things they had to face you know what I mean yeah I mean like just the idea of um, being incarcerated or, or being um, harassed yeah. for um, 
speaking your language or practicing your culture, you know, or getting ridiculed at school, you know, those are the kinds of things that they had to live with. And we live in a time now where our people are not in fear anymore to show that. And it's a pretty amazing thing to see, like the uh, Canoe Family songs or the Blackhawk singers, you know what I mean? Practicing openly is like, hmm, wow. You know, I ne- to me, me personally, I never thought I would see that in my time, mm-hmm. you know, so to see it now and to see our people singing loud and proud and kind of walking in the, not kind of, walking in the footprints of our, our ancestors, you know, it's pretty awesome. We're really fortunate to be in this time that we're living in, in a lot of ways. And... You know, prayers to any of our people who who weren't brought up around our culture, mm-hmm. who want to learn. Yeah. Prayers for them to be able to just to just go yeah. and just witness. You know, who we are because it's so empowering. You know. I'm just gonna say that it's so powerful to be able to see these things in our lifetime right now because it just like some people has ways of thinking that it's not okay still but it's just like well these are what our ancestors did you know for us to be here and I think it's really important that you know these children do get to do these things even as like back then it was taught on the way to not be shown because we didn't want it being taken but now we're in a place where we're not going to let that happen and we're not going to let anybody come in into our territory our territories and be like no you can't do that like no we're going to do this fully and you know thoroughly because we get to now and you know yeah. our, our kids are gonna get to do that now and yeah yeah it's pretty awesome Hishka. yeah you say it again Hishka. Hishka. thank you thank you say it again say it all oh. Hishka, thank you Hishka, thank you mm-hmm. do you have like anything to say to younger people as an artist that would be inspiring to youth or yeah definitely um i brought up earlier that in you know this assimilated culture and things that you know going to school we're kind of taught to have doubt in ourselves um i want to share with youth i want to bring this up again is um if you know what you want to do, don't let anything or anybody stop you. And just make sure you're doing one, making one, one step towards that goal every day. And the Creator will put you right where you need to be when it needs, when it's gonna, when it's meant to happen. You know, and uh, dream big. Dream big, because. Uh, our ancestors paved the way for us to use our intelligence. Yeah. And then one more thing: Would you have anybody that isn't that wants to like get in recovery and to anybody in active addiction out there? Would you have anything to say to them if they ever listen? <laughs> yeah. Um, to all the brothers and sisters that are um, that are living in that existence um 
the hardest part literally for me was just facing that sickness and to be honest it did take me five days but it was the shortest five days of my it was five years five days out of the rest of my life um with that being said um even just being clean and sober can open so many different doors to things you know in many different ways you know not just on the reservation you know but just in in life in general you know you let that toxic part of yourself go so that the creator can build you up to who you're always meant to be um and to know that people love you and care about you and we want you all to live so whatever steps you need to take to do that please do it we're all we're all waiting for you and we'll be the first ones rooting you on and the first ones plugging you into resources when you when you come back and thank you Jason for coming on with Young and Indigenous today and we really appreciate your work and your story and we're just all really proud of where you are today and to continue to do more to flourish out through the community but also the world like we thank said you. So. thank you so much <laughs> yes. yeah that was great yes. yeah good job good job good job good job and thank you, Jason McClare, for joining us and sharing your story. Our hands go up to you. Music by Keith Jefferson and Mark Nichols. Heishka to our funders, the Wacom Community Foundation and the Deskuren Foundation. Young and Indigenous is part of Children of the Seven Sun Productions.